Welcome to the Limitless Leaders Podcast. This is a show where my guests and I explore and expand on all things mindset, leadership, and communication. On the show, I interview inspiring leaders, business owners, and entrepreneurs from all walks of life, where they share their stories, experiences, and lessons. This is a podcast for you if you're looking to learn, grow, and accelerate your life, career, and who you are. Hi, and welcome to the Limitless Leaders podcast, where we interview people from all walks of life, from business owners, thought leaders, authors, CEOs, and people making a difference in the world. Today, I have the absolute pleasure of introducing you to Ella Young, who is an organisational development specialist and founder of the Institute of Growing Capacity, iGrow. <laughs> so the iGrow um, was established with a mission to cater to individuals and, in, and businesses seeking to integrate human-centric principles into their operations, foster optimal personal and professional development, and make meaningful contributions to society at large. At iGo, Ella and her team adopt a comprehensive approach aimed at facilitating growth in knowledge, wisdom, and overall fulfillment. And her range of services include advisory, consulting, and coaching in passions of mind, field, <laughs> leadership, and transformation. Welcome, Ella. Thank you, Renee. Thank you for having me here. Absolute pleasure. And you've just published your book, Upgrade, which I absolutely love. <laughs> how to outperform your default self yes. to gain your superpowers. So I thought it was really timely to have you on the Limitless Leaders podcast to, yeah. to get a bit of a thought about your thinking and some of the great concepts and models in the book. To kick off today, I'd love to just probably ask you, how have you become who you are today? <laughs> wow, that's a very simple question to ask. Me. <laughs> <laughs> that's a very simple question to answer, Renee. Um, how do I? I think I did make a several turns in yeah. my life. When I look back from where I am today, um, it's a cliche. Whatever happened in our history, the adversities, the challenges, the difficulties we have in our past, those are truly the turning point to shape who we are today. So when I started, I think in high school, I have when I was 17, I still remember that vision. When I was 17, I have this vision that I was the person lighting up the street lamps in the yeah. dark road. So back then in my 17 years old mind, I thought, okay, my future career probably is something I need to do to help people. Yeah. So what can be the things to help me to help people? So I decided to get into law because I think, oh, if I practice as a lawyer, I can speak for the people who cannot speak for themselves. Mm. So I need to go to the law school and pass my bar examination. And uh, with this passion and this very strong justice that I'm going to conquer the world. 
Then six months into it, I realized, okay, I do not have the personality that required to be the lawyer I wanted to be. <laughs> and probably that environment is not suitable for me at all. Mm-hmm. And also during that six months, I experienced the collapse of the believing system, which means whatever I believed was true during those 22 years, it turned out to be unnecessarily to be true. So I did experience that kind of desperation. What is the next? Am am I going to stay or stuck in this environment forever? So luckily, somehow I get have this courage against all the objections from my family and extended family. Mm. And I quit the job. And I come to Australia, which is the country that I, my entire family has zero connection with. Amazing. Yeah. To study. But also as an international student, you have no idea what you need to study. So I choose finance because I thought finance is hard for my brain. Math is never my body. So I thought (laughs) I'm probably going to take longer for me to get bored. So I come to study and um, get my master here and start to work in the financial institutions. And then I realize I hate numbers. But I prefer human. I prefer to have lots of a conversation with people. I prefer to, to, to work with people rather than just to stay behind a computer to working on the numbers. So I think that is the starting point for me to searching what is my strengths? What are the things I do well and feel the, feel lots of joy when I'm doing that? So also very lucky, um, my first few years in the financial institutions here allow me to get exposure to lots of mergers and acquisitions, which means we have a bunch of people came Mm -hmm. from very different background, professional background, and the different maturities. Now they have to work together. So there's a lot of crash in personalities and the styles. So that gives me, make me feel extremely curious about human behaviors. Love that. So that's the start. That's the start. Start to explore how can, how can we perform well if even we are different? How Mm. can on the individual level that we can achieve what we feel aspire to achieve, but also at the same time, the company can benefit from us. Mm. So 20 years ago, I guess that's the start because yeah. I really followed my curiosity to explore, to learn. I feel like working in the space of learning development and OD, like every day is the learning ground for oh, us. Something different. <laughs> Something different every day. Look, I love that. I'm I'm a big, big believer in the gift mindset, which is, you know, something I live by and that's my latest book and it's all around the challenges, the challenging people and situations and the success that we have with people and experiences are gifts that we need to unwrap and mm-hmm. use those lessons to become who we are and who we're continually becoming. And you used a word that I love, which is one of my values, which is curiosity. Yes. And it's a journey, right? And I love that you went from behind the scenes in numbers to being out the human aspect, connecting. And, you know, connection, we know we're all wired to connect. We're social animals. And I think understanding people and leveraging diversity um, is is a passion of yours, and it's it's what I do for a living too, and it's it's okay. so so important. Yes, 
so many questions to ask you, but (laughs) I think at the end of the day, it's about being open to that journey. And, you know, I'd love to sort of jump into your new book, Upgrade, Mm -hmm. and have a chat about that. Mm -hmm. So the book's, you know, all about connecting the dots to knowing who you are at a deep level in order to make impact in the world for good, right, for good. Something I loved in your book was that you've got the different operating systems we have, (laughs) you know, the internal operating system. Can you just really top line, just run through what the book's about and what the four operating systems are just to give our listeners and viewers, you know, a taste of what that is? Okay. I don't think it's a new concept. I think this concept has been existing for a while, just no one write a book uh, in the context of the organization. As a human being, we operate, in my view, we operate simultaneously on the four inner operating system, mental, mental operating system in charge of our way of thinking, the process of thinking. So this relates to how we make decisions and make choices. Yeah. And another one, emotions. Yeah. So these days, neuroscience is so popular in the corporate world. I guess it's a common sense that 95% of the decisions we made were driven by our emotions. Mm. So we're not as rational as we thought. So if leaders in the organizations, we do not tap into our emotion side to understand what triggers that and what are the benefits? How can I leverage the emotions so we can motivate and engage and inspire others? We're actually going to lose the game. Yeah. The third system is the physical system. Um, I work with a lot of knowledge workers. So we have this belief that my smartness is only in my brain. But I think one thing people missing is brain is a part of the body. So if if we do not understand how to nurture and build up our body, our mind, our brain going to lose the capacity to focus, to be sharp to think, to look, the bigger pictures, to make the right decisions for us. Mm. The fourth system that I personally feel extremely resonant with and related with is the spiritual operating system. When I'm talking about a spiritual operating system, I'm not talking about religions. I'm talking about the values, beliefs, and and the principles, because in business world, we tend to fight and uh, we tend to witness lots of battles on the individual level between their ego mm. and their spirit. Yes. So in business, we train leaders how to be inspiring and engaging and inclusiveness. Mm. What do we truly train about? We train them to tame, to realize what is their ego. Mm. And how do we make a peace with our ego? And mm. how can we tame our ego? So our ego do not jump into the picture to make yeah. a fuss of us. <laughs> so those are the four systems that I'm talking about. I in my love day. it. I absolutely love it. We we do, our brand's Limitless Leaders, and yeah. it's all about those four areas. <laughs> And, and and I resonate exactly with what you're saying because we've got the mental, we've got the emotional, we've got the physical, we've got the spiritual. They're all connected. Yeah. They should not be looked at an operating system running in isolation, right? No, no they're all intricate to interplay with each other. So yeah. when you 
upgrade one system, you might see the impact on the other three systems. Yeah. Because yeah. all connect with each other. Yeah. They are. And I love in the book, um, and for those that are watching this, if you're listening, we're on all platforms, but you can also access the videos um, where you've got actual, I'm on the wrong side here, little quizzes and things you can do to see where you sit in each of those operating systems. For those out there listening right right now, Ella, like just what would be to tap into your mental operating system? Just give me one question they could ask themselves. Okay. Uh, what is the thoughts behind my actions? Yes, love that. What, what is the thoughts behind my actions? actions. All my choices, my decisions. Because yes. sometimes I think that if the leader can get a clarity about that, mm. very likely we can align our actions with our intention and make the impact that we expected. But in workplace, I witness way too many leaders, good intention, terrible action, yeah. and missed out yeah. the outcome they wanted. You're spot on there. And I think I say we've become human doings instead of human beings and we default and we just keep thinking. I always say your thoughts create your feelings and therefore your outcomes. And sometimes your feelings create your thoughts and therefore your outcomes. So if you're listening or watching this, have a think about a thought that keeps coming up even right now. Yeah. What feeling are you getting from that? And what potentially will this get you to do or do not do? Exactly. So I yeah. love that. What about emotional? What's a question people could ask themselves to tap mm. into their emotional operating system? Okay, emotion is a purely physiological phenomenon. Mm. So for thought leaders or the knowledge workers, one thing we probably need to start to pay attention to is our sensations in the body. Yeah. As that's how, yeah, that's how emotions speaks to us. Mm. But speak for myself, when I first start to practice noticing the sensations in my body, I noticed nothing. So it's feel like all my sensation just in my head mm. and my neck down does not exist. So that does require lots of discipline to practice, pay attention to the sensations in the body. So then we have the capacity to regulate our emotional reactions. Yes. I love yeah, that. that. What you said then just resonated so much with me. Sometimes <laughs> we lead and live from the head. It's like surviving, especially through the pandemic. I'm uh, Ella. I'm a high intu highly intuitive person, like net, like and very spiritual, yeah, feeling energy and all that sort of thing. When we go into a default mode of busyness, trying to get things done, trying to survive, not necessarily thrive, I think we almost become detached. And totally. if you're not watching the video, when Ella explained that, she sort of put her hand under her chin and yeah. it is, it's about tapping into what's deeper I struggle with it still but yeah. things that help me are meditation but my meditation's cooking I'm not <laughs> cool. when I cook without a recipe yeah I go into flow and I notice different feelings and different thoughts and emotions come up what wow. are some other things our listeners could do 
to tap into their emotion or to do emotion because some people just put it to a wayside. Yes, lots of people, just particularly high achievers in organizations that I work with, they tend not to look into their emotions. Mm, mm. I will say, I will suggest them. For example, one technique I personally benefit a lot besides of the meditation mindfulness, I do journaling. I tend to write. So this is the way I feel, okay, instead of just go to your best friend to vent, yeah, probably vent in your journal is a better solution because usually your best friend, if they're not trained mm. to help people to process emotions, your vent won't help you to progress. It's probably going to just help you to stuck in where you are. Mm. But if you can just pick up a pen to write, write yeah. about your thoughts, about your feelings, about your emotions, regards to this situation, that could be a best way to help you to process your emotions. Perfect. Journaling. I I, I journal a little bit. I used to, I do, I do a progress journal. Yeah, you know, like clients to do that. So you know, progress is a human motivation for most people. Yeah. Journaling's a great idea. Letter writing. Um, Ella, I recently wrote an article on um, the lost art of letter writing. No one puts an email on the mantelpiece. Some <laughs> people probably do. And I've had a lot of radio interviews about it. And I think writing is in your book. You talk about it. It helps you externalize your thoughts. It's a great way to have forced self-reflection. And even if you write a letter to yourself, which is what a journal is, right, it's just getting it out. So I love that. So for the mental operating system, we've talked about really be mindful of your thoughts, your feelings and your actions. For the emotional operating system, we've talked about journaling, doing something that's mindful to tap into how your body's feeling and connecting the head, heart and gut. Yes. What about the physical? What's something our listeners could do to upgrade their physical operating system? Okay, there's multiple things to do in terms of the physical, but because I assume lots of the people we work with, they're high achievers. Yeah. So we tend to get excited with stress. And probably we already built some habits to deal with the stress. Mm. In my view, I love stress. Higher yeah. stress means I can deal with that. I get excitement. It's drive. It's drive. <laughs> it gives you drive. Exactly. But also, I will in my book, I highly recommend if we can understand our heart rate variations, yeah. we can build a routine of the days, allow us to experience high stress, but also high recover. So as long as as we can recover from the stress, our body are totally fine with it. So how can we do that? I start to use different kind of devices to monitor our body because intuitively our mind are probably not so connected with our bodily performance. So if we want our body to perform for our benefit, we need to understand how it works. So in terms of physical, I highly recommend get any kind of smartphones, devices you can get, whoop, 
or aura that I mentioned in my book. Aura ring, yeah. Aura ring. Yeah, start to notice how your body reacts to the daily activities that you go through and see how your body functions during those high and low moments. Then we can put intervention in place to allow our body to function much better because these days I see I, I believe everyone have the common sense. You need to eat well, sleep well, exercise well. Yes. But then if we do not make connections with all those things to our physical body, I have no data to support or inform us. Mm-hmm. It's very hard for us to build a habit. Yeah. So, so you're suggesting different devices to understand your body. Even, and I've read your book, there's some great tips in there. Um, and I highly recommend getting the book um, upgrade and we'll give you some links to the book in our show notes. Um, Is there anything else we can do? I'd love just to ask just a really quick tip around sleep. Ah, okay. I slowly made myself to be an early riser and early sleeper. (laughs) I always tell my friend now I became a zombie at night because I cannot (laughs) really because my mind is easily get excited for conversations. So after eight o'clock, no conversations. Um, So the only tips I would love to give people is um, unnecessary how many hours you sleep, but it's the quality of the sleep. The purpose we do sleep is we need to recover from the stress and it can strengthen the memories. Mm -hmm. So even during the day, if you do need to have some downtime for yourself, give yourself permission to have a 10 minutes nap. Yeah. Do a simply body scan that is a deep rest for your body and your mind. So give yourself the permission to do that because back to back meetings does not equal to high performing. (laughs) Up and down of the schedule, give yourself some recover. So um, with the leaders I coach, I highly recommend them to build at minimum 15 minutes of a break between your meetings at least once a day or once a week it depends where you are now put some blank time in your diary no one one can book meetings with you during that time so you need to get 10 or 15 minutes to do anything you need to do but just acquire yourself down a little bit because this helps you to deal with more complex situations yeah I love that it's about recalibrating, isn't it? And exactly. I, something, and I love what you've said. I think a, a quick nap, if you can do that, or I can't go to sleep easily. So if I've got like today, we've we've got four podcasts we're 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 um we're producing, and I'll have a 10, 15 minute break in between, have something to eat, be away from a screen. It's just whatever it is for you, isn't it? What what works for you, but the my nonna I'm half Italian and my nonna always said to me it's the hours before midnight are worth double the hours after midnight and I I don't I don't have a lot of sleep I've always gone to bed late and got up early I've always been like that but even getting to bed by 10 yeah difference is unbelievable and even changing I read at night I read a book a week so I read at night but even changing what I'm reading because I'm a thinker yeah I was reading your amazing book I think (laughs) Tuesday night in bed and I was like wow then I couldn't sleep right 
not blaming you, of course, but I think that's, that's really, really important, knowing what that is for you. What about now the spiritual operating system, and for those listening, we don't mean religion by this. It could be some higher source for you. When I think of spiritual, um, I think about forgiveness. I think about beliefs. I think about values. I do, Ella, you might not know, I do a lot of emotional clearing in, in our coaching sessions. We go through the different parts of the body and clear certain emotions. How? What's something, there's some great ones in your book, but what's one tip people could do to mm. really reset their spiritual operating system? Okay. There's a question I always ask my coaching clients. Mm. Make decisions for your business or for your department. Yes. Think about impact, not just for your success, for your team's success, for your organizational success, for the society's success. Yeah. So we do not make decisions only feel for the moment that we success and we compromise the benefits on all the other people. Because yeah. for a leader, when when our spiritual operating system is up and running, we know exactly, we have the clarity yeah. to know the impact of the decisions we made in the now and the here. Mm. might have the impact on the others that I don't even know their existence, maybe other generations. So that's why we needed to understand the impact. So yeah. think a little bit further. Who's you going to who's going to be beneficial from your decision now? Whose benefits are probably going to be compromised or taxed because of the choices you make now? Sometimes the senior you get, it's very hard to have a clear direction which way to go it yeah. feels like we have always <clears throat> we always have to sacrifice something for some gains mm. but in my view is unnecessary to yeah. be one or the other can we be more creative to find a third solution of that mm. because this is the moment for us to practice what is our co-values and the principles. Yeah. So there's a certain things that we don't bend. We don't bend it for a reason. And for leaders, because leaders are looking upwards by all their people. Mm. So what leaders do or don't do mm. or choose to how to do it, they're all pointing to some directions of the yeah. purpose. Yeah. So actions, through the decisions we made, we need to have the ability to interpret that from multiple perspectives. Yes. Yeah. Then we can make decisions that benefit all, not just for ourselves. I love, I love that. And it comes back, doesn't it, to values. And, you know, a lot of people will go, what do you mean? Values to me are just the three to five important things in your life that become the linchpin to your decisions and like what you're talking about, your purpose. So knowing those, and I love what you said, Ella, around you don't know the impact you're making. Just because people might not say something or call it out, exactly. your ripple can become a wave. So having that, I absolutely, yeah, I, I just resonate, you know, um, with all of these things. So really step back and, you know, when we're busy, we default. So take yeah. the time to think about, how am I upgrading my mental, emotional, physical and spiritual operating system? Um, amazing. I, you know, two two little quotes you gave me, which I just love, or little lessons. Yes. It's how we treat ourselves speaks loudly about our leadership. Yes. 
Yes. I totally agree with that. You yeah. can't, and I believe, Ella, we're all leaders, by the way, leaders of self. Mm-hmm. We can't lead others. It's like you can't love someone else if you don't love yourself. Totally, totally. So this is the thing I feel at this stage, um, it's quite useful for the society or for the business context, but business sectors, yes. because we have so many training. We have such a high demand for the leadership oh, in the business hybrid work, AI, strategy, technology. There's so much going on. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I sometimes do feel compassion for the leaders. They're pulled away from by different directions. Yeah, can we really? create this bubble to allow ourselves to Mm. go inward a little bit to nurture ourselves a little bit nurture in a way provide all the nutrition to our mind and the body and the thoughts and the beliefs nutritions to that then we can really tap into our inner wisdom Mm. to deal with all the chaotic world outside ourselves it's so it's so it's just so important I'm I'm quite passionate too about putting in what I call a power hour once a week yeah. where you rise time with yourself because I I I don't know any leader that cancels meetings with others but how easy is it to do to ourselves if it's not in the diary so I think that's important um and it leads into your other lesson which is to inspire and motivate others we must get intimate <laughs> yes first connect to ourselves yes Yes. the other day I wrote an article um for this magazine talking about uh, why and how leaders need to build intimate relationship with themselves first yeah we can naturally start to engage and build bonding deep bonding with other Mm. people and inspire them because if we do not know how to deal with our mental needs physical needs emotional needs spiritual needs there's no clue for us to understand how others others treated so this all the leadership all the leadership behaviors come down to the connections with people and that connections is on the human side it's not on the technology side side. yeah right so it's a people it's a human so so we are the first subject for us to study yeah so if we understand ourselves intimately Mm. there's opportunity for us to understand others, yeah, understand all those unspoken, unwritten, unexpressed needs, yeah, human level. <laughs> I, agree. I agree, and you know, they're saying there's a, a statistic that by 2030, two thirds of jobs will be focused just on soft skills or what we call life or human skills. Wow, I love and it. it's getting back to the human piece and. It's it's just so important. We could talk for hours, but I have a question <laughs> for you. Yes. Who's, who's a leader you admire and why? And when I ask this question for those listening or watching, you know, one of the leaders I admire is my mum, right? Mm-hmm. I love Richard Branson. I mm-hmm. love Robin Sharma. Like it, they don't have to be famous people. They can be your partner. Who, who's someone you admire and why? For their leadership skills. I actually don't have a name for you, but I can tell you what I admire. And that has been my inspirations a long, long time in my life. So I admire people to have this inner strength Mm. to deal with life. 
challenges and difficulties because yeah. no matter who you are, we put on this planet, this is my belief, we put on this planet to know ourselves first mm. and then to contribute. When we know ourselves so clear, there's no chance we become the cancery cell in the society. So we know ourselves. So in my life, I guess, starting from very young age, I was drawn to people who have the inner strengths. Yeah. Can be my mom, can be my classmates, can be my colleagues. So I built a network around me. Yeah. Support. So you need it. I have yeah. many people like this in my life. Yeah. They always have one moment to make me feel, oh, wow, I see that inner strength in you. And I, I just are drawn to this, this kind of wow. energy. So this other um leaders that I uh, admire, mm. no matter they have the titles or not. Yeah, it's a choice. It's a choice. Some of the best leaders I see in a lot of businesses don't actually have a team, right? So it's all about a choice. Yes. And I think, and you know this with mirror neurons and that sort of thing, the thing we admire in others we usually have within ourselves. <laughs> yes. Which I think you have in space. <laughs> um, if you were to give our listeners just one quick tip. Yeah to upgrade, to make more impact, what's that one tip they can walk away with today? Okay. Know yourself through all the interaction that you had with others. Love know it. yourself within all the experience you have because those are the people, people, events, situation was put in front of you for you to know yourself. For a reason and a lesson, yeah. To know yourself, yes. Beautiful, beautiful. So I've got... Four really quick trivia questions. The first one is, it's your last night on this beautiful planet. Yeah. What would you eat? What do I eat? Oh, very hot pot. <laughs> hot pot? Yeah, yum. <laughs> Getting hungry and it's sunny early morning. What's it's your yeah. favourite word, Ella? Oh, inspiration or wisdom. Mm, beautiful. Favourite noise? Oh, ocean, ring. Rain, yeah. Rain, yes. Especially especially when you hear the rain on the roof and you go, I've got to get up. Oh, it's Saturday morning. Isn't that rain make me happy somehow? <laughs> yeah. And if you did something different as a career, what would that look like? Wow, I still want to be the lawyer. I hope I have to have the personality to be the lawyer that I wanted to be. But uh, yeah, lawyer. But uh, currently I feel like a, when I thought about lawyer, Justice, when I thought about yeah. OD, it's a potential. Oh, I love that. Focus. <laughs> that is so good. That'd be that'd be a good blog post for you to write. I love it. I do um, that. Yes. So thank you so much for being on the show. Um, I love your energy. I love your thought leadership. How do people find you and how can they purchase your amazing new book, Upgrade? Okay, this book pretty much is available all the mainstream book distributors like Amazon. And yep. people can also come to my personal website, ellajan.com.au, and there's a there's a page for the book. Yes, so particularly if you want to purchase a book with my writing on it, my handwriting. Uh, on that, on that, probably have to go to my website. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks so much, Ella, for being on the show. Thank you for everybody out there that's been listening or watching, and I'm sure you would have gleaned some amazing gold from Ella. Um, as always, if you enjoyed this podcast, please share it with your network and leave a review. 
Um, and just looking ahead, we've got lots of amazing in-house programs at the moment. Just go to reneegeruso.com under programs. We've got our Cook and Connect One Day Retreat that we can run for your teams in-house. And I'm pleased to say in our free resources at reneegeruso.com, we are giving away a brand new 90-day placemat planner that you can use. And there's quite a few elements we've discussed with Ella today that are on there. So, you know, make sure you maximise those free resources. Thanks for listening and have a great day or night from wherever you're chiming in from. Thank you for listening to the Limitless Leaders podcast. So you don't miss an episode, make sure you follow the show in your favorite podcast app. Feel free to share this podcast with your family, friends, and work colleagues. If you're enjoying the show, find out more on what we do at RG Dynamics at www.renegeruso.com. Until next time, be limitless.